Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome to Next Step Leadership Podcast. Uh, Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds uh, enjoying another conversation with Michelle Pilar. Uh, uh, Tracy, what are some of your thoughts uh, after our first conversation with her last week? Well, I've always loved her music, but I'll tell you, I really love her vulnerability. There's a sense of humility and authenticity that just is so refreshing. And it makes me want to open up and uh, understand that healing comes as I'm vulnerable. So thank you, Michelle. We appreciate you very much. You're welcome. It's just great to be with you for another week. Yeah. Well, uh, let's just kind of begin this conversation where we ended uh, the last one because it was in that I just had that sense that it was time for confession and pursue healing, and you did that. And now God has opened some amazing doors for you, um, and you're continuing to live the life untangled. You're no longer trapped. You're moving forward and building the kingdom. Uh, talk to us about as we you know, deal with the past and those hurts that maybe we've lived in denial of for too long, but we finally address those issues and we have our own experiences of healing uh, to have the right people around us in the journey, uh, but then pursue where God is guiding us. Yeah, you know, Chris and Tracy, I um, my my hiatus away from ministry was about almost 15 years. And I didn't think I'd ever be in ministry again because, quite frankly, I didn't feel like I deserved it. I didn't feel I feel I felt like God picked the wrong girl mm-hmm. when he when he chose me in the seventies, eighties, you know, and all that that transpired. I really felt when I fell, as I shared last week, I felt like God picked the wrong girl. And when I went through that untangling with God for 15 years, I'm so glad I didn't know that he was going to put me back in the ministry because I would have messed the whole thing up. <laughs> I would have wanted to get up and going. I would have wanted to rebuild the career before I lost too much time. Can you imagine 15 years in Christian ministry? It, you might as well, in your logic, you might as well say, forget that. No one remembers who I am. It was so long ago. How do you rebuild from scratch at that later age? I mean, those are the things we do to ourselves when we count ourselves out. And we we say that we're not worth it. It's impossible. We're not relevant any longer. Um, and so the Lord, you know, began to stir me inside to go back into the ministry. And I knew what that fire in my belly meant. And I fought it hard. That's how we quit is God tries to reignite and and refurbish, and we say no. And that's the only thing that can keep us from God's next plan, is if we want to stomp out the fire, we can. If we, if we stomp hard enough, it'll, it'll go away. But, and I tried, but the Lord finally convinced me that he had a plan for a new ministry, and here was the key. 
He said, Michelle, I can't move you forward because you keep looking backward. Mm. Wow. Stop right there for just a minute. For just a minute. That is so good. I just want to stop and tweet that, but I'm not going to. (laughs) I think that oftentimes there's somebody who needs to hear that message. We're so uh, preoccupied with the rearview mirror that we can't look out the windshield. And God is more interested in our future than our past. He's not going to beat us up over that. That's such a powerful word, Michelle. Mm. Believe me, I understand because I, I was convinced that my best years were behind me mm-hmm. and I was looking in the wrong direction. Because now what I couldn't see is for 15 years, God had put so many more tools in my toolbox that I didn't have when I was a young recording artist. The first of which was the fact that I could live in my own skin and be okay. That I was a daughter of God and I knew it. And I knew him as Savior. I knew him as Father, which was a big deal for me, growing up without a father. I had learned who Abba is. I would learned who Jesus is. And I'd, I knew the power of the Holy Spirit like never before. So I finally knew the triune God. I wasn't trying to limp along with two-thirds of the Godhead. And I had the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit doing and working. And, and I had compassion. I had understanding. I had grace. I, I just had so much more to give. But God had to convince me to look forward. And once he showed me that, I said, okay, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm willing to walk forward. And that's when I wrote Untangled. And I'd already been writing for 10 years. I never thought I'd write a book. I just loved writing. I wrote for a newspaper. I wrote for different things. But the Lord said, I, I really need you to write. And I said, why do you want me to write? There's, we have enough Christian books. I'm always trying to counsel God, you know. I'm always <laughs> trying to tell him from my reasoning what's best. And I did. I thought, there, we have enough Christian books out there. We don't need another one. I said, I'm not Jackie Onassis. Why do you want me to write my story? And when I got quiet, the Lord said, if you will tell the unvarnished truth of what I've done in your life for the last 15 years, the unvarnished truth, I'll use your story to get into the story of the reader in places I can't go. And I knew I wasn't smart enough to think that up. So I almost saw a portal. God was going to use everything I'd been through as a portal to travel through that story and land in the catacombs of the reader's story. And they would feel safe opening up to God because I had opened up. And that's the beauty of where we've been and what we have to give. And uh, I, I don't know why I thought for so many years that I had to protect God's impeccable reputation by being pseudo-perfect. I mean, it just isn't how it works. When we, when we tell the unvarnished truth, people don't see us, they see Jesus. They look right through us and they see Jesus. And when yeah. we do the other, when we play Christian and we play, I'm okay, everything's fine, they, the world just sees religious people acting weird. And they don't want it. Right. They don't want it. Right. Well, I think... Uh it's interesting to me how your story in and you and I've had a lot of conversations about that your reluctance to write the book and walking through the process but your story is so 
different than my story, than Tracy's stories, than other people's stories. But I needed to be untangled. <laughs> Again, different. I, 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 as I've talked to you about before, reading that and then listening to the song uh, Untangled, I had to be willing to accept myself and my issues and my struggles and my brain damage and life with epilepsy, things that I'm like, ah, it felt like a trap and I'm all tangled up in that. But just listening to your voice, sing that song, you untangled me, you untangled me. And I'm just believing that if people will read your book, I'm thinking of the leaders that are listening to this and the the friends, the family members that are listening to this, if they will read your book and listen to your music and and spend time with God and those few people that can speak into their lives and listen to them, they can find freedom. They will no longer be blocked into that cage of, uh, of unforgiveness and condemnation, but they'll be free. That's right, because the enemy wants to lock us down for as long as he can. He wants to hold us hostage as long as he can so that the sand in the hourglass gets to the bottom as quickly as possible. And we've wasted a bunch of time. Mm. And we have to be careful in who we share with. We have to, I, we were talking about it during the break, that the scripture tells us to confess our sins one to another that we might be healed. It doesn't say confess your sin to everyone. And so you can you start with God. You can always talk to God about no matter what it is and write those lists and look into his word. And then as God leads you to that safe person, whether it's a counselor, by the way, they're not easy to find. I hate to say that, but good ones are not easy to find. Um, but there are some great counselors out there. Um, or a good, good Christian friend who's, who's trustworthy. Um, but we have to be careful in that journey, but we don't have to be careful with God. So yeah, the, the quicker we can get restored and moving forward, the, 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 the less damage the enemy has, you know, collateral damage the enemy has on our lives. And we yeah. deserve it because we're creations of the King and we're, we're children of God and we don't have to live locked down like that. We just don't have to. Jesus finished it on the, on the cross and it's plenty, it, it was plenty, and it, he was risen from the dead, and we can rise above whatever. Um, but we have to let go of excuses, we have to let go of being comfortable, being broken, like the man at the pool of Bethesda. We, we, can't, we can't find our identity in that anymore. We have to pick up our bed and walk and say, okay, God, I'm ready to take on responsibility of being whole. I don't want to blame my mom anymore. I don't want to blame my ex-husband anymore. Um, whatever I want, I want to move forward free in Christ. Boy, and as you're moving forward, uh, tell us more of what you're doing now, the places that you're going and speaking, how you're ministering to people, and, and again with your with your music, with your books, and with your stories. Uh, tell us uh, what God is doing through you. Yeah, I, I love this chapter of ministry. God was absolutely correct. This chapter of ministry doesn't look like my musical career, although that was wonderful. That was then, and this is now. And I love, love, love this chapter of ministry. It's so fun to be transparent. It's so fun to watch God work. It's so fun to be comfortable saying things that, you know, maybe they've never heard before. Not for shock value, but for freedom value. I don't need to exaggerate anything. God doesn't need my help there. 
but I can tell the truth and let him work through that. And so I do women's conferences primarily, full-day women's conference called The Clothesline. Uh, sometimes I just go in for a keynote, a uh, shorter version of it. But generally we bring a clothesline on the plane, believe it or not, a prop that looks like a full-scale clothesline. We put it up on stage and I hang garments on it that represent my earliest beliefs about myself and the world around me. And who gave me that garment? Uh, I hang shame and fear and feeling like I'm not enough and, mm. and where I picked that up and how many decades I wore that garment, and then eventually how God helped me to shed that garment and give me a different garment to wear in its place. And and the women that I speak in front of, they make their lists and they're getting untangled booklets, and they begin to target uh, things they've picked up along the way, and beliefs and garments and things that they're wearing that their mother or their grandfather or their uncle gave them. And then we sh- we begin shedding those garments and... It's really, really fun to, to watch, to watch it work uh, from stage to the audience. It's just it's it's transforming and it's pretty simple and it's yet life changing and and it's so great to to be able to stick it in the enemy's face mm-hmm. and say you know I hope you rue the day that you ever messed with me, <laughs> uh, not because I'm anything but because I'm everything in Christ and because Christ lives in me. And, and you didn't know who you were messing with. And um, I, I can say that with all humility, but with all confidence at the same time. Mm. That's good stuff. Well, I appreciate that God uses our mess and the things in our rearview mirror to absolutely write new things in our lives and the lives of the people around us. Um, God doesn't waste pain. It's far too precious a commodity. And as Chris was saying earlier, our stuff, that's my theological term, is stuff. You know, our stuff, we all have stuff or baggage, but it's different. But God can use that to reach people that that I would never be able to reach. And I'm so uh, excited about not what happened yesterday, but what God is doing today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And thank you for being real and open and authentic. Oh, it's my pleasure. And as one last thought, as you said that, Tracy, is that pain is not a a sentence. It's not a life sentence. God didn't create pain for that reason. He created pain so that we'd know where he wants to go next. It's like a GPS. It's only there so that we can, if we didn't feel it, we wouldn't know where to send him. So we feel the pain. We come before him with that pain. And God says, okay, here we go. And he dives right into the middle of it. And we begin to give it to him and work on it with him. And then the pain is relieved as Jesus does his work. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, how can people find out more about you, contact you if they would like for you to speak at an event and... uh sing a few songs, tell a few stories. Well, thank you for asking me. The best way is just michellepillar.com. So my Michelle has one L in it, and Pilar has two L's in it, like pillar. If they go to michellepillar.com, they can pick up the book, um, they can buy any of the music, and then they can inquire about a speaking date. And um, I usually don't have to say this, but we're in the middle of, of revamping our Amazon account. So most people will just dive to Amazon to find Untangled, but the better way to do it in, for now is to um, 
go to michellepillar.com and I autograph okay. every book that we sell off the website. So it's that's, that's awesome. always fun too. And you Michelle. were recently on a t- uh, television show. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, we were on Dr. Phil um, just a few months ago, some months back. Dr. Phil, believe it or not, read Untangled, cover to cover. And I think it was the first time in his 20-year history that he talked with someone about how Jesus heals a human from the inside out, like how Jesus does what he does. And when I first got the call from the producers that Dr. Phil wanted to talk to me, I I said, does he understand that I'm going to talk about Jesus? I mean, does he understand that I can't really talk about this and soft sell it? And they said, oh yeah, he fully understands that. He read the book. So he he thinks it's fascinating and he wants to talk to you about it. So yeah, on michellepillar.com, you can actually listen to the um, Dr. Phil interview uh, without commercials and all that. So it's pretty quick. And um, it was really fun to talk with that man. And he's such a wonderful guy. And he asked great, compelling questions, as you can imagine. And I, I just spilled the truth. And, and then the editors didn't edit it. They, they left it intact on CBS in front of, between That's the two amazing. shows, I, th- I think 8 million people saw that. And so um, what an honor it was to talk to Dr. Phil. And we're actually, I'm actually working with one of his producers now on a television show that we're going to film at my farm. And, and I, I, I won't go into it any further. You can edit this out if you want. But um, <laughs> it's called The Farm Where Miracles Grow. And it's going to be a really fun journey to, uh, to do this. So that's another step of faith that I'm, I'm walking into uncharted water. But I'm excited to take this beautiful farm that God has given me and use it to be a conduit of hope and between the horses and the dogs and the chickens and the beauty just what's on this farm i hope it will disarm people uh, where they will be able to feel a touch from god when they watch the show mm, that's powerful we'll put all that in the, the show notes and I want to say one more time thank you so much michelle for sharing and being so authentic and real just bring me back let's do something fun you know, we talked about doing something together, but... Yeah. Stories and songs and poems. That's what there we need go. in this world of stress. Yeah. I had a lady ask me at the conference the other day, you know, do you do the clothesline for men? And I've been asked that before because it would it would translate, but, but I don't. I mean, I couldn't hang the garments I hang up there for a guy's. I don't... <laughs> Some, right. <laughs> of, um, some of them are very female appropriate, but um, well, I love the image. Yeah, it's it's great. It's powerful. It really is, and and they get to watch. What's great about the clothesline is it kind of gives them a visual of the timeline as we go, so they they, they don't they can take it all in, and you know they can all, every time they they're looking at it, they're seeing the journey. So just from that standpoint, it's really it's really useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. They can follow it. I know we got to go, but um, but yeah, Chris, I just keep wishing we could do something where you would, we would tag team it or something where you would, yeah. you know, you would could address I don't know the the men the men or whatever, and I could address the women, and then you know could, we could address also just common threads that are the, were the same. Right. 
Well, that's what Tracy and I are hoping that people will hear your story and believe that they can find freedom and be willing to take some next steps in the right direction that will become their best steps they've ever taken. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Surfaces, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.